1: Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code RebagNew. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R E B A G.com. And use promo code RebagNew for 5%
0: off your first purchase. Betches Media Presents. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no Cast a vote that will make you proud. The
1: Betches SUP Podcast. Will you who shut
0: up,
2: man? Reason?
1: Hello, and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Sean Kilby. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit happening in the news, brought to, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Sean. For for the audience, Sean is our producer, Mm -hmm. and Amanda is out today with a dog emergency. So we are wishing Morty the best. He's Mm -hmm. okay. No one. I don't want anyone to worry too much. He's okay, but um, we're still wishing him the best and and hoping we're sending him our thoughts and prayers for a speedy recovery. Of
2: course, absolutely. I'm worried about Morty. He's kind of like a a, along with Bruce Bader Ginsburg. He's kind of a SUP mascot in some ways. Yeah, if you think about it. I
1: mean, they're they're fragile dogs. Yeah,
2: we'll say that (laughs) they are fragile, delicate little puppies. Yeah, this is this is a dream come true for me. I'm a huge SUP fan, as you know. I mean, I listen to the show every day. I'll try it and produce it. Yeah, I listen to it twice every day. But this is going to be a lot of fun. actually, so I was telling Amanda about this. There was, did you hear what happened with the Denver Broncos this week? They it's, was were they the ones who couldn't play? They they almost couldn't play, which is really similar to what happened on today's show because we almost ran out of hosts. And it had to be like, let's get the guy who's just on the Zoom anyway, which is me. But the Broncos, like usually a team will have like three or four quarterbacks. And you need all these backup quarterbacks. But one of their quarterbacks tested positive for COVID. And then, well, they were like, it turns out they had a meeting where they weren't wearing masks. They didn't follow the protocol. And then when the NFL came to investigate, they weren't forthcoming about it. So instead of letting them postpone the game as they usually would, the NFL was like, you're screwed. You didn't follow the protocol. So you don't have any quarterbacks. You have to play the game or forfeit. So the, you know what they did? The first thing they did, which was bananas is they went to the league and asked if they could put, make one of their coaches an active player. That some guy who like used to play college quarterback. Seriously, but, like, He was the only guy who knew like who used to play, how to quarterback. play football on you know the whole team. Well, he needed to like know the offense. So they asked Leek, which is kind of what happened here. Oh, the, was, like, oh I get it. Cause it's he's almost a like coach because he's a coach. So he knows like all of the plays, the plays, the league said, no, you can't, you can't do that. You guys broke the rules. We're not going to give you an exception. So they had a wide receiver, a rookie wide receiver. Who's like on the practice that. squad. He's like, a guy who right. catches the balls who used to play college quarterback. Play, never had taken a snap in practice, played quarterback for an NFL team. A snap
1: is like when they send when they, it when back. When they give you the
2: ball to the yeah. quarterback. Yeah, like when Tom Brady gets the ball snapped to this him. This is a different show a different already. Show. <laughs> but, but he he completed one pass and had two interceptions, which means he threw more passes to the other team than to his own team. So as long as I do better than that guy, I have done a better job. At filling, I you know, see on the where bench you're going sub-pocket. with that. But it's like you, we are going way down the bench to try and find somebody to co-host with you today. And there's a lot to cover. So, so the Denver
1: Broncos are basically like the Trump administration of the NFL is what you're saying. Right.
2: That's right. They they're, Nobody wants to work there anymore. It's like they have just lackeys that would never get a regular job in the world are somehow running our country.
1: Right. And they never wore... And they also had they meetings without masks. masks.
2: And they have so at least we're
1: ahead in that way because we are just on Zoom.
2: That's right. We're We're, we're broadcasting safely today.
1: Okay. I mean, look, I'm happy to be discussing the news with you, Sean. Like it's just it's you know it's it's a disappointment that you're not on with with us on the other oh, episodes great. if I had to if I had to put it that way Sean knows all my deepest darkest secrets because he um he in he produces both Dst and the Betches Sup, so he's heard everything
2: right I, get that to hear, like, I have to behind, say I'm the fly on the wall literally like I get or to. Mike this head. <laughs> or Mike Pence's head but um head. right so so I think it's time we'll dive into it
1: So first off, we have a pay for pardon scheme. You know, I didn't even know that these existed. Never heard it in my life. But you know, the Trump administration brings us new lows every day. So the Justice Department is investigating a potential pay for pardon scheme, according to court records that were unsealed Tuesday in federal court. Of course they are. So basically, The disclosure is in 20 pages of partially redacted documents that were made public by the D.C. District Court yesterday. According to their unredacted parts of the documents, there was a secret lobbying scheme in which two redacted people were acting as lobbyists to two also redacted senior White House officials without registering as lobbyists so that they could secure a pardon for another redacted name. All of this would be a crime. Our con artist-in-chief, Donald Trump, was not named in the documents, and it is unclear whether or not he knew about this offer. However, he did, of course, take to Twitter, as he always does, last night to declare that the pardon investigation is fake news, which is how you know it's real. Um,
2: the more that's they protest, the, story, the pretty more much the truer you know it is, yeah.
1: We do have another pardon story, but first, let's discuss this one, because we have two separate pardon stories
2: today. Yeah, it's pardons on pardons on pardons. I mean, all he's doing right now, this is usually this part, the like lame duck portion of a presidency is when all the pardons start to happen. But usually it's not for political operatives who committed crimes on your behalf. So that's the first thing. I mean, we got like the Michael Flynn, we got the Roger Stones of the world. So that's, I think, when the floodgates started to open. Like if I was a crook with enough money and I had the low morals that a Donald Trump has, the first thing I would do is email the White House. I mean that's if you're these people, that's what you do, right?
1: And if you're the if you're the White House, the first thing you do is pick up the call and say, How much are you gonna give me? I, I, I would be shocked if that's but, not what
2: happened. Right.
1: But well will here, okay. So the big question is who is this pardon for? And it's not clear, but based on this the redactions, there's a journalist um who was figuring out like the spacing, how many letters the, the names <laughs> are. I be. love that. And, they also figured out because it has like a hanging apostrophe at one point that the the person's last name, name has to end in S.
2: S. Oh, okay. So, who, who did they start to speculate on who it could have been?
1: Rick Gates. Okay. But right. I, maybe, I maybe
2: not, but it's that, it that has, clue, somebody it like al- that.
1: Here's the other clue it's someone who is already in Bureau of Prisons custody. So, it's someone who is in prison. Like, so, it narrows it the down. They tent. actually served a sentence, like they served time. Rick Gates only served, has a 45-day sentence. Interesting. But maybe Interesting. maybe he just wants his record to be clear. Well,
2: yeah, because one of the things about a pardon, and Well, it depends how rich you are, right? If I have $20 billion, I'll give you a billion dollars. Like, you know, it's just, at the end of the day, it depends on how rich you are.
1: Why doesn't Jeff Bezos do that? Maybe it's not that easy to give away a billion dollars when you have $20 billion. Yeah, but Jeff he could Bezos – gives some of his workers some money, but, like, he doesn't. So if- clearly – if Jeff Bezos Millionaires to... want to keep their money.
2: The only way that he would part with his money is if there were actual consequences, like going to jail. Fair, then he would fair. pay somebody. I love okay. the idea that people are trying to crack the code. That's awesome. Same. It's like the, the Da Vinci code for this pardon for pardon For the pardon <laughs> schemes. Uh, I will say, so this court filing was from back in August. One of the things that's really interesting about it is this, so this was filed, I want to say it was like August, late August 28th or something. We didn't hear about this, or at least this was not um, responded to by Bill Barr until November 25th. So the judge had said this can we unseal these records? He gave the Justice Department 90 days to respond. And they took the whole 90 days, which means the Justice Department, Bill Barr, said, we don't want this coming out until after the election. I think that's another thing that's clear that if this this is so similar, Sammy, to that stupid Comey letter that ruined our country four years ago. It's almost the same sort of thing, right? It's like a pay for play. It's like it's it's something where we're investigating it. Do we do we release it to the public this time around? We finally have heard about it, but we don't even have the names. It's all redacted.
1: I mean, if we had heard about it, maybe Donald Trump would have lost more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Probably he not. He did lose, like, by a... He fucking lost. Like, well, he really lost. The news today was but, that he's under
2: 47% of the popular vote, which is, like... Oh, my God, that's so pathetic. <laughs> I know. It <They> really... <laughs> anyway. For, for an incumbent president, it is pathetic. But, yeah, this, this is Look, a crazy story. Uh,
1: but it is... A, right. It's a crazy story, but it feels nowhere near as crazy as it actually is, just coming on the heels of everything else. But you're right, that they clearly... We're wanting it to not come out until after the election. The fact that they took 90 days, that is so par for the Mar-a-Lago golf course, if you right. will, because yeah. they love to just delay, 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 obfuscate, delay, file random lawsuits like you saw the most extreme version of that of their tactics with this attempt to overturn the election. It's just file random lawsuits that mean nothing, but because they were filed, we all have to go through the motions. Like
2: it's a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, so let me ask you a question. So if it took this long for this to come out, this may be self-explanatory, but do you think the president knew about this? I'm sure like whether he knew about the
1: specifics or if he knew that I don't believe that Trump needs to like direct people specifically what to do. Like, I don't think he's that hands-on of a boss in some instances. I think in some, in some cases he is, but like, this seems a little bit like he wouldn't even bother with it.
2: Yeah. I do think, cause there's a thing with him. I think his one skill in life is his ability to get other people to take the fall for him and to insulate himself yeah. from, from risk and liability but that's I why he do, doesn't
1: use email. Also, he's too lazy. Probably he's too lazy. <laughs> I
2: mean, he's basically, the only thing he can do is tweet. But I do think if I work for Donald Trump and somebody is offering money for a pardon, I know he's going to be pissed if I don't bring it to him because that's exactly the sort of thing that he'd be interested in doing.
1: Oh well, you right. know what I mean? Well, here's the thing he he has to he has to know because he's the one who has to do the pardon. Mm. But I could see, like, let's say, two people in in the administration. Let's say. Jared, I don't know. Jared and Ivanka. I could sure. see Jared and Ivanka talking to two people who they come to d- Jared and Ivanka and they're like, oh, we could, you know, they don't even need to say the words. It's a wink they and just, a nod. It's understood. Mm-hmm. It's a wink and a nod. And the details are ironed out later. And then when you think Donald Trump is compiling his own pardon list no J- jared is coming and being like here are the names and then donald trump doesn't know how that money ends up in his bank
2: account like i think that's how all just, of the trump dealings work i really do i yeah. think you're describing how he gets money from the ukraine and the russians i think that right. he always has some understood it. So, right and and here's the thing right. too you don't need to- you don't need
1: to, to, to express, and now we are going to commit the crime. It's, oh, it's like Gregor, Gregory in succession. It's like, now I am tearing up the illegal documents. Oh, man, you're burning them, Tom.
2: What are those documents? <laughs> that was one of the best scenes. I love Craig. That guy is a treasure. I, like, I, that's not how it works. But, well, the funny thing is, the, the, like, the Trump family is just a bunch of Gregs. None of them are even, they're all a bunch of dopes who are think like. No, they're, they're not, Gregs. Oh, they're, not okay, Greg. Oh, okay. They're about as smart as Greg, but none of them actually are worried about any of the consequences either. In many ways, they're all a bunch of Toms who are just like have fall men around them. Um, they're Toms. They, they're, Toms. They're, they are Toms and they want Toms around them. That's right. That's right. Now, I have a, another question for you. Are you more shocked about the bribery scheme or that the fact that the Department of Justice is actually investigating it, which is more shocking to you?
1: Speaking of pardons, the New York Times reported yesterday that Rudy Giuliani and Trump have spoken about Giuliani possibly receiving a preemptive presidential pardon. Giuliani's potential criminal exposure is unclear, although he was under investigation as recently as this summer by federal prosecutors in Manhattan for his Ukraine business dealings and for his role in ousting the American ambassador there. You may remember Maria Ivanovich. She gave a whole testimony. I know that feels like it was... A decade ago, but
2: because Giuliani definitely committed crimes, even just not not um, registering as like a a lobbyist with like a foreign entity, that that alone is a crime. So we do know what some of some of what Giuliani's tangible crimes are that he could have been prosecuted for.
1: Crimes on crimes, crimes. I mean, there's probably
2: so many crimes that we don't know about, other than once. Even there are things he was doing in the new Borat movie that are questionable. I don't. What's he doing when there aren't cameras there? You know, <laughs> right. Like that's what you're willing to do when you know you're being filmed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay. Trump also talked with aides about possibly giving preemptive pardons to Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, and Jared. Because the president has told others that he is concerned a Biden justice department might see retribution by targeting the eldest three of his five children. That, that is projection if I've ever seen. And it. it's like, not everyone's out to get
2: someone's kids just because you are. I know. I think the way Donald Trump's brain works is he imagines what he would do, and he assumes everyone else is as devious as he is. But That's I, kind of how everyone's brain works, but,
1: but especially I, him because he's a narcissist. A narcissist,
2: exactly. And <laughs> and I, I think it's clear to me that Joe Biden personally has no interest in going after Donald Trump's kids. The next Justice Department might, because they probably have committed many crimes, It doesn't really seem to me like Joe Biden has to be involved in any of that. I don't think that he is going to be, you know? Right. It's also
1: all sort of like, if you think you're innocent, why are you trying to get preemptively pardoned? Like for what? For what crimes? I've never been like, oh, I got to get that pardon in my back pocket just in
2: case. I would love it. It's like, it it is, it is, it is a get out of jail free card, which I bet you that's literally how Donald Trump thinks of it when he's talking to Rudy Giuliani. Like, how would this work? It's like, it's like a card. You give it to me, you hold on to it. When they say go to jail, you you just, you pass jail. You just keep going. You just, you miss it.
1: Yeah. I mean, legal experts say that if Trump wants to fully protect Giuliani or his kids from prosecution after he leaves office, he would most likely have to detail in the language of the pardon, what crimes he believed they had committed that he was pardoning them for. Um, it's worth noting that even Even if he were to do that, presidential pardons do not provide protection against local or state crimes. So this is only for federal crimes that they allegedly did not commit. Um, Trump also hasn't indicated what he is planning to do. It's also not clear what crimes these pre-pardons are needed for. But this just seems like it seems like he thinks pardons are like the presidential toy. It's like the presidential easy bake oven. Got to get the you know, got to use it, cook as many presidential desserts before i'm gone
2: no it's true so i actually think to if we're being perfectly honest with ourselves that the president does have the power to do this with basically no consequences so because it is in the constitution and it is very vague it is one sentence about how a presidential pardon would work that if he wants to for example pardon rudy giuliani and list off Every crime imaginable. He he's could, pardoned for everything. <laughs> for everything. I I honestly think he has the power to do so. And the more I think about this, now Giuliani, does he really care about Rudy Giuliani? No, the minute he's done with somebody, any of his political operatives, he discards them. It happened to Michael Cohen. Anyone who turns their back John Bolton, they're all all of a sudden they're bad people when they're not on his side. So if you whether or not he pardons Giuliani, I don't know. Now that, but when I think about Will he pardon his family, or will he pardon himself, even if that's actually not legal? I pardon think, me. I pardon me. It, by the way, it reminds me so much of Michael Scott coming out of his office, and like, yeah. "I declare bankruptcy." <laughs> like, there's no chance that he knows how pardons work, but he's gonna walk out onto into the rose garden one day and be like, "I declare pardon." I'm going to pardon myself for everything under the sun. And like his lawyers will tell him that's how it works. Cause none of us really know how it works. I am now starting to believe though, because people have been talking about him, pardoning his family for a while. I actually am starting to think it's nearly a hundred percent chance that he will do this. Do I've agree? heard it. I've heard
1: speculation that he might want to do it. Like the morning of the inauguration, like right before he leaves office. But I've also heard speculation. He wants to announce his presidential run for 2024 that day. And like, if he did that, like, I don't know. It would be so ridiculous, but also just so traumatic. Like this man
2: needs to leave my life. I know. Well, there. He, <laughs> yesterday at the, that was the thing. Yeah. Yesterday at the white, white house, super spreader Christmas party, he did say, I think the quote was, it's been a great four years. It's been amazing. Four years. We're trying to do another four years. Otherwise I'll see you in four years. So he is going to try and run in 2024, which is a bummer. I, what I'm wondering, cause i am wondering because I tried to do some research about this. I st- you know, when you like start typing in something to Google and it automatically reads your mind. Apparently, yeah. other people are having this question: How does a pres- presidential pardon even work? So, I was wondering: Does the president have the power to pardon someone who has yet to be convicted or even charged for a crime? Because that's what we're talking about with his with Giuliani. He hasn't been convicted or charged. Whereas, like with Flynn, he had been he had pled guilty to something, so that pardon made sense to me. Right, right. So
1: i I think that you, they can you because they I mean, can. even like the most famous pardon ever, which was Ford pardoning Nixon. Nixon. That's an he example. He did it before he was convicted of anything. Jimmy Carter pardoned draft dodgers in the Iran Contra deal. George Bush Senior pardoned Republican operative Casper Weinberger, which
2: was, it was Bill, Bill way, Barr's idea. Bill Barr's idea. So this had their Bill is Barr's pres- like
1: the cover, the Republican cover up man. Like that's why he was hired to be this Attorney General. And he's pretty much came through except for once, which was yesterday.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well...
1: Yesterday, Attorney General Bill Barr announced that there was no widespread fraud that affected the outcome of the 2020 election. This makes him the highest-ranking Trump administration official to undercut Trump's election fraud conspiracies. He gave these comments in an interview with the Associated Press. Um, And he told the AP that US attorneys and FBI agents have been working to follow up with specific complaints about information they've received. But to date, they have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. Just to give some color to this story. The Washington Post recently reported that an administration official told them that Trump and Barr have barely spoken in the past few months, although they did have a conversation the week before Thanksgiving. So, I would love to know like what that conversation was about. Why haven't they spoken in months? Was it because Bill Barr was mad that Trump gave him COVID? I don't know.
2: Then when you refer to this is the only good thing Bill Barr has ever done. It actually it is. is it I cannot. Usually when they come, come up with a I don't want to give him too much credit I, but I have no desire to give him credit so I'm trying to figure out how to not do it what is his motive here this man never does anything out, out of the goodness of his heart or for the betterment of our country so what is his angle like like is it a, is it retribution for something that Trump said or did to him recently does he think that it doesn't make a difference. So he might as well just say, Hey, we had this investigation and this is what we found. But as recently as a few weeks ago, he was trying to undermine the election results just like Donald Trump has been.
1: Well, he was sort of trying to like pre undermine. That's right. Right. At a time when I think he thought that it was possible to like actually steal it. Like, but I don't know any, like, I really don't know what his motivation is. I find bill Barr harder to understand than the average public figure. Um, but I think that he, I think it was just too impossible. Like there it's, it's not like there was one state with like even a few thousand votes. Like it was, he would have had to overturn so many States mm-hmm. and it just, and, and they, they all, these officials were already, it's already been certified. Like the, all the right. results have been certified. The States have said that their electors are not going to, 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 see different slates of electors. So it's just maybe he just felt like logically like it didn't
2: make sense. No, I think so. And also, so I think this investigation was going to take place regardless. And the findings are what they are. So it was either he was going to say it or some spokesperson was going to say it. So I guess it doesn't really matter if it was coming from him or someone else in the Department of Justice. It just happened to be him who said it. So, it's right. like he conducted also, the, 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 the investigation himself into whether or not there was widespread. The real thing that like they that he spoke about that I think is concrete is that you know like voting machines, for example, or companies that like run the voting machines that there's no fraud there. And that's one of those things that's like, you know, we've always had our suspicions about those sorts of things, but in terms of like our, our the foundational elements of our democracy, we need to have faith in that. So like maybe I don't know if Bill Barr cares
1: about. That. I don't know if Bill Barr cares about faith in that. I just think that, like, there was, it required too much inventing. It wasn't close enough that it it could work. And I don't know, maybe he wants to save the, you know, maybe he thinks, like, you know what, like, Donald Trump didn't work, but we could try this again. Like, that's right. That's right. Next time. I know. (laughs) Like, maybe. Maybe I, he's focused on the Georgia election. Like maybe he's focused on just mucking up things at the justice department. Right. How can we
2: disenfranchise people in the the upcoming election that actually matters that isn't decided yeah. yet? I think that's possibly true. He's he also, a pragmatist, I imagine. He's definitely a pragmatist and he's definitely does whatever's good for Bill Barr. So I'm just trying to figure out yeah. what's, why is this good for Bill Barr? Um, I will also say, so did, did you see the stuff about the, the special counsel that he talked about yesterday too?
1: Yeah, so that's what I mean by like maybe he just wants to muck things up for the Biden administration or So in that interview, he also revealed yesterday that in October, he had appointed U.S. Attorney John Durham as a special counsel, another one of those, which gives him the authority to continue to investigate the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. Like, we're still back on that shit? Like, Meaning, like, after Biden takes over, they can still talk about why the Trump-Russia probe was started and make it difficult to fire Durham because Mm -hmm. it is, I mean, we know it's hard to fire a special counsel. That was kind of the whole Mueller thing. Um, Durham's investigation has previously been characterized as a probe, but his spe- his appointment as a special counsel is a new and meaningful development. Um, Trump was reportedly furious that Durham failed to present any findings before the November election. They thought this Durham report was going to be like the bombshell. Like they did. Durham was going to fuck everything up. Fox News was going to have the next Benghazi Durham report. But again, it turned out to be relatively... It was nothing. It didn't really, um, it was a nothing burger, as they say in Washington.
2: No, it was. And I think it's it's funny. There were so many October surprises that Giuliani and Trump were sure were going to swing the election in their favor. This Durham thing, you know what's happening with this one is Durham was probably legitimately investigating it and realized there's nothing here. Like there's literally, I can't, if I come out with my findings, it will hurt you. It will hurt your argument. So I think that was really interesting. Another thing that was said yesterday by Chuck Schumer there's speculation. Bill Barr could be the next official to get fired by Donald Trump and a long line of people who are close to the president. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if between now and January, he's the next to go just because Trump is throwing another Trumper tantrum. Your thoughts?
1: I don't, you know, I could be wrong about this. I could be wrong about a lot, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't see him firing Bill Barr. I think Bill Barr has been good to him. Um Also,
2: the people who know where the bodies are buried are the ones that you really can't. I don't know if he could have done
1: as like Bill Barr really helped him. Yeah, he did, and I think that unless Bill Barr came and did something to aggressively handicap him or aggressively hurt him, Mm -hmm. I think that uh, he will keep Bill Barr. And he should keep Bill Uh, Barr. I think that would be the smart thing to do if he fires him. I think he should
2: too. It is stupid, but the man makes stupid decisions all the time. I mean, he's his own worst enemy, and it's amazing that he's continued to to maintain support. Bill Barr is a good soldier. They have this He is he is, but this is this is what I'm saying. This is the first time where this is not good soldier behavior. This is runs perfectly counter to everything Trump has been ranting about for weeks. I know. You know, but like I've never seen this this before.
1: You know, honestly, maybe Bill Barr, maybe Trump just got on his last
2: nerve. Maybe he maybe got on his last nerve. I really think that might be it. you think he's like, well, he's icing him out. Like the fact that he decided to make this public statement is so bewildering to me because it's 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 not in line with his character or his previous behavior. It's possible
1: that Bill Barr thinks like Trump is a setback to their ultimate mission because, ok. Bill Barr is, I hate to be this direct, but he's like a Christo fascist. Like, he's he is part of like Opus Dei. He wants to like basically institute Handmaid's World. Like, that's his goal. He has he has said he doesn't care about his legacy. He doesn't care about like keeping democracy together. It's not about America. It's about his like in putting Christian values at the like at the top of American governance. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about like, ma- you know, majority rule. He wants minority rule. So, I think maybe he thinks that Donald Trump is causing issues for what, for their ultimate goals.
2: That's, that's a good point because like, w- you would have thought we would have never seen Bill Barr again after the first Bush administration and all the wacky shit that he did. He'll, we have not seen the last of Bill Barr. He's going to be part of the establishment.
1: Also, do you think that Bill Barr wants like Russia controlling our shit? Like, I don't think he really wants that. I think he probably thinks like Donald Trump has been useful and now he is hurting us and we should continue our mission the way we were before, just without him.
2: Sammy, can we can we finish out the show though with some good news? Yes. Because I'm done talking about Bill Barr. Let's hear something that's uplifting.
1: Yes, we have some good news. Juno star Elliot Page came out as trans yesterday. The 33-year-old Oscar nominee released a lengthy, heartfelt statement on his Twitter page. Here's an excerpt. Hi, friends. I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he slash they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, and ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive and compassionate place.
2: So nice. It's super nice. I I think it's An historic moment, actually. I think it actually is a bigger deal than we might give it credit for. Caitlyn Jenner transitioning was very public, and I think that was kind of like a watershed moment for the culture. However, I don't really consider Caitlyn Jenner to be the best advocate for LGBTQ because Caitlyn Jenner is kind of Donald Trump. So not my favorite. Right. But Elliot Page is a perfect person for this. Like just so likable, like a good advocate for the community. I think this is actually a super important moment.
1: I agree because I also think that Caitlyn Jenner being who she is coming from the family that she's from and other things about her other than her gender identity. Mm -hmm. I think that, that made it a little bit more like controversial also because it was first, like maybe like American, like Americans weren't really like there yet at the time it was so new. Now I think that this, like the outpouring of support and how positive it was shows that like, we really have made a lot of progress.
2: Absolutely. Also, I agree with you. Well, I just think trans rights have become a huge part of the discourse in the last couple of years in a way that it was almost like completely silent before. And I think part of the reason for that was because as a group, LGBTQ, you know, the whole community had so like fighting so many battles simultaneously and then winning some battles. So like trans rights, all of a sudden kind of come to the forefront. I think in the last couple of years, that's a thing. But I think like, but for example, before um, marriage equality in 20 what is it, 2015, I think that Elliot page would have been less likely to come out because now it's like, okay, I have the courage to do this, but Ellen Elliot Page had been living his life as Ellen Page publicly for, I would assume, a while now. It, it's cer- certainly before yesterday. So, right. like, w- it, it does take a lot of courage to do this, And also, it will affect his career. I think it'll be really interesting to, w- to see what he does as an actor going forward because he is also an excellent actor. Like, I
1: think, yeah. Gino I Juno is a great movie. Like, yeah, I feel it's a great opportunity as an actor for them to come into their own.
2: No, it's a it's a big opportunity. It'll be interesting to see if Hollywood gives him just male roles or pigeonholes him into trans roles. I think if he just got a a male role and it didn't like it wasn't about being a trans person, I think that also would be a big deal. The next big thing that would to happen, would be a really big deal. It would be a huge deal. I think the next big thing to happen for uh, the LGBTQ community would be like we've been saying for years, like an active like sports star to come out as gay and stay in the locker room. No one's actually done it unless they were like retired or trying to come into the league and never really succeeded. But like, you know, that would be, it still has never happened. But I was thinking about this one. This is like, this is basically unprecedented in terms of Sony. Who's an Academy award nominated actor who transitions in the middle of a successful career. So this is great news. I think it's super uplifting. And I it's agree. Hard. It's like we have swirling, horrible news about Donald Trump all the time. I'm glad we we're we ending to, on this positive <laughs> note. <laughs> on, a, on a positive note. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you so much for, for inviting me onto oh, the show Thank today, you Sammy. for joining me.
1: Otherwise, I would have just been reading into the abyss or we was <laughs> taking a break today. And um, everyone tell Amanda that you hope Morty is doing is recovering. Um Absolutely. All right. So until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Sean Kilby. And this has been the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sub at Betches.com. Batches.